Welcome to Sneaker Dads, I'm John Ratner. My guest this week is Christian Gubatan, who may not like to admit it because he's extremely humble, but the man known as Flippin' Laces on Instagram is not only a staple in the Canadian and Toronto sneaker community, but a leader too. He's got history, knowledge, and some opinions we might even hear a bit of today. Plus a pretty decent collection anyone would be jealous of, including a seemingly endless supply of sneakers I've long forgotten or never heard of. So let's get into it. Christian, what's up? Hey, how you doing, bud? Good, good. Thanks for doing this. How's everything going? Everything's blessed, man. Thanks for asking. Yourself? Good, yeah. You know, everything's good. Just uh, just trucking along. You know how it goes, right? Yeah, for sure. Tough times, but we're uh, doing our thing. Yeah, exactly. We'll talk a lot about what's going on in the world, in our, our worlds. Uh, but uh, first, I want to ask you something and all your followers would know uh you're a food guy i actually want to talk about that later but you're hungry you want a big meal nobody's watching what's the type of food what's the spot and what are you ordering what's your sort of go-to tell me everything i want to know the type of food where you're going and what you're ordering you're hungry yeah i'm hungry okay so i think uh in another lifetime i was probably a middle eastern so I've definitely, you know, the, right. I'll give you two go-to spots. So the first spot is definitely Esquire on Vic Park and VP right beside Johnny's. Mm-hmm. Every Wednesday they have a gyro special. I usually hit that up and I, I go for that gyro and fries and my Diet Coke right away. And mm. secondly, um, I'm into shawarmas. Um, big time into shawarmas. The spot is Ibrahim on uh lawrence and uh around uh, what is it warden area so both spots scarborough staples if you haven't if you haven't hit them up i don't know where you've been you've probably been hiding under a rock but <laughs> those are the spots bro torontonians should know if they don't and visitors should definitely check it out uh, i always ask everyone you know we see what people are wearing on their on their instagram and and uh maybe maybe there's some other pairs that they don't necessarily uh advertise they're wearing maybe maybe you're the type who uh who who who's wearing what that's on their instagram i really just want to know what's in your rotation these days what's what what's sitting by the door what's coming out a lot these days we're we're early into fall but it's kind of warm still what are you wearing yeah it's funny that you asked because uh what I actually have on my feed typically isn't what I post. Um, actually been doing a lot of uh, walking with the wifey. So I'm actually testing out a lot of the uh, the midsoles on uh, different brands and stuff, seeing what really works. So then possibly could uh, do a review later on in them with them. But uh, a lot of uh, like Nike free run stuff, tons of new balances, figuring out which uh, silhouettes work for me. And uh, what's durable and kind of comfy, obviously. Uh, testing out some Sauconies and uh, Asics and whatnot. Yeah, not stuff that you not necessarily uh, see on my feed. But um, when it's time to stunt, though, it's time to stunt. And when I'm meeting up with the fellas and whatnot, you know, uh, a, a big one this year is uh, the Strange Love SBs. I've been uh, rocking those pretty heavily. And um, Usually at the door, at the go-tos at the doors are Black Cement 3s 
and there's always a pair of uh, bread one lows from maybe 2015 ish. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are the staples by the door. Yeah. Nice. It's funny you mentioned those. I have a couple pairs, and I just sold one because I checked on StockX the bread one lows, and they were just way too high. I think they were yeah. like 500. So I had a DS pair, so I had to let it go. But I still have a still have a couple. I remember when those were on discount, maybe seventy five, eighty bucks. So uh, I know. Figured, figured I could uh, figured I could uh, take the money and run on that one. I I tried on a pair. Speaking of walking, I, I run a little bit these days. I tried a pair of those Next Percents. I don't know the full name. Tried them out, didn't like it, so I sent them back. Luckily, Nike has that thirty day return, even if you wear them. So I sent those back. One pair I did like, though, that was a little bit weird, was the ISPA Overreact Flyknits. Very loud, very weird, very weird on feet the first time with that extra react. But I'm mm-hmm. digging it. I'm digging it, and I'm looking for the sale colorway. I like them. They're loud. They're not my style, but I'm trying new. I, I'm trying new silhouettes. So right on. I, that's that's what it's all about. I, I I do see that. I did see that on your story that you did sell them your bread ones but um in terms of those uh loud uh, reacts that's the ones with like the, the like the space hippie kind of soul yeah they have that huge yeah. react and the weird the weird outsole with all like very loud very yeah. very um i don't know the word the word uh aggressive maybe just the word you know uh not again not my style but you know they're comfy so noted i'm walking in with them walking walking with those uh they they fit a little big too um so uh, I want to I want to start with sort of your story. I've known you for years, but not that long. And I, uh, I you know, I want to know how kind of how late it goes back, uh, goes back for you. What are the sort of origins of of your time? Uh, I mean, uh, a little bit about maybe where where, where you're from, and, and and did you like sneakers as a kid? Okay, fair, yeah. Um, so actually, Filipino background. Uh, born and raised in Toronto, uh, grew up in North York, so went spent uh, my elementary days there, and so um, I needed a pair of track shoot uh, shoes basically because I was uh, always like the the track and field guy, so I was uh, usually the anchor on the relay team. Not trying to stunt or anything, but I was pretty <laughs> quick. I was pretty quick on my feet, so um, I needed a pair, and I gravitated towards a pair of Nikes. And they were, for the longest time, I couldn't remember what they were. But then after the retro a couple of years ago, it was actually the Nike Air Span. So nice. I showed up to school with them on, you know, fresh pair, feeling good. But the reaction I got was, um, it was something else. So basically, I showed up to school and everyone looked at my feet. And next, the next thing you know, I was being paraded around the school as if I just hit the walk-off home run. You know what I mean? Like, I, it was an indescribable feeling. And so from that day forward, I knew that, uh, you know, sneakers were sneakers were something special. And I loved the way it made me feel. And um, re- regardless if I knew it or not, I, it, it did something to my mindset. And needless to say, it helped me out on the track and, uh, you know. Uh, gain some popularity for sure so that's that was the, the initial beginning like I, I I don't know why those guys picked me up and paraded me around but I guess it was something they had never seen before and uh yeah I'll never forget it it's so, funny you mentioned that you know how something triggers triggers a memory of something you forgot you know I saw I remember there was a shoe and I, I 
I maybe got it confused with the Flight 89s or another shoe of that era. And Russ Bankston posted it the other day. He's digging through his uh, his his storage, I think. And uh, and I said, what is that shoe? And he said, it's the Air Ace. And I don't re- ah. recall the Air Ace being a name, but I remember uh-huh. the shoe vividly. Um, yep. Either my brother or me having it. And, uh, and, you know, I talk about how much I love Flight 89s as a kid. I think I love Air Aces, and I totally got them confused. And they're not that similar, to be honest. I have to be. No. But I got confused. I got confused. They're like a tennis shoe, no? I think it was oh, like a almost a three-quarter. I, I don't know. I, I, okay. He posted it. And anyway, it was just funny that, you know, you see something and, and you forget for years and years and years, and then yeah. it shows up, and all of a sudden it's like, bing, uh, bang, there it is. Um, so that's cool. So that was that was sort of g- going way back. And did, did it kind yeah. of start then? Or yeah, it... we're, so we're talking like uh, late 80s uh, is when it started. And then um, I would have to say, yeah, I would always keep my eye out for sneakers afterwards. Um we used to go a lot on, on a lot of road trips to the States. So I think that's where it primarily began too. Um, noticing um, the, how their uh, foot lockers would, were just so different from ours and the vast variety that they uh, stocked. So um, it became a thing then to always look for something kind of different. So, and just so it would make me just kind of stand out as opposed to just wearing the, the regular, like, I don't know, Stan Smith's or or uh, the superstars and whatnot that were out at the time or Converse or whatever. So I was always looking for something different. And then so by the time um, around 89 hit was actually my introduction to the Jordan silhouette. Uh, I was in high school, first year of high school. And uh, I noticed there was a there was a crowd around the basketball court, and at that time I wasn't too big into basketball. Nor I had you know um, I grew up uh, playing a lot of baseball and a lot of hockey in North York, so basketball wasn't really a thing. But I had moved to Scarborough, went to high school, and then uh, we're at uh, Camp Olympia where uh, there was a camp there that vacation. Nice. Do you remember those days? Or oh, I remember I take Camp it? Olympia well. Okay, yeah, for we're dating sure. ourselves. We're dating ourselves. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so there were two guys, and um, each one of them, one guy was wearing the the black, the black and red fours, and then the other one was wearing the white cement fours. And um, I just remember vividly my hands gripping onto the fence around the basketball court, watching this game, and I could not take my eyes off these sneakers. They were just a thing of beauty, and I just knew I had to have them. So after that, I, I more or less became obsessed with, uh, with those sneakers. And so the next road trip, uh, come summer vacation to the States, I hunted those. I hunted those down, and um, sure enough, they were there. You know, Jordans back then would sit. They weren't really a thing just, just, just yet. Like, they were popular, but, you know, the price point made it uh, unattainable for, uh, for families and with kids. Uh, unless you were, you know, well off, but uh, um, I, I was not allowed to get them. <laughs> mm. I wasn't allowed to get them. The price point was too high, and uh, but I do uh, vividly recall that I my first pair of uh, similar silhouette was the Air Flight eighty nine. Speaking of which, mm. it was the uh, black and uh, gray colorway, similar to like the Oreo fours, mm-hmm. and I had to 
I was going for the Black Fours because I was in high school and I was uh, I had to wear a uniform and stuff in uh, Catholic uh, high school. Uh, shout out to Pope John Paul in Scarborough. But uh, those are those are my go-to's the whole year. I uh, I rock those, beat those to the ground, and uh, they are very much cherished in my memories. So uh, still still actually looking for a pair. I know they retroed a couple of times, but I wasn't uh, crazy about the quality on them. But um, who knows? Well, maybe one yeah. day I'll. Uh, get them again yeah quality on the flight 89 still isn't good i'm still buying them but uh i'm also from yeah. north york so i have to shout out north york too but I, and it's you funny go. you mentioned those trips to the u.s I, I i did get to travel a little bit i played hockey as a kid we'd go south of the border you know mm-hmm. syracuse or those those kind of outlets and and things like that and hit buffalo and 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 the malls and and around there i never really took advantage of the sneakers though i was i was big on like I still have a couple, but you know, it's funny. It's funny. Those malls had, had the stores, whether it was trying to think if it was cross colors or something that they had that they didn't Uh have in Canada first, definitely sneakers. And, uh, you know, people were like, yeah, we went down to Buffalo this weekend. We went down to Syracuse and, and that was kind of a, a, a way to get, get, uh, you know, you had that link in the U S whether it was a family or you going. So that was, uh, that was uh, a big part of it. I also want to ask you, you know, I know when I think back to how long I've known some people like you, um, you know, but you know, in the sneaker game and community, I'm sure your, your background with people and, and friendships go back even way further than that. Like, you know, some, some, I rarely even see, uh, some I get a chance to meet maybe because they don't live in Toronto or even in Canada, you know, and have these friends in the States that they, they live in far off places. I mean, have you, have you, have you kept and established those friendships of people locally and, and kind of overseas even, or in the States? I know you travel the States. Like, tell me a little bit about those kind of friendships you've made. I can't say that I've uh, developed uh, too many relationships uh, with and in regards to sneakers, when I traveled to the states, because I was I was I was relatively young, and we're we're there to visit family and whatnot. But uh, when it came to here, I would say in the early two thousands, it was uh, visiting the uh, the the local boutiques here and uh, just coming across some people. Um, and it's funny because we're all more or less just kind of connecting the dots now these yep. days reminiscing on uh, social media and then you're just seeing uh, all the connections it's, it's pretty wild so i so people like um hung from stolen riches i first met him when he was running the uh the, the svp down on queen there and mm-hmm. then when he opened up his shop i would i would frequent that store would marvel at his collection that he'd have on display up there and uh would definitely was a go-to spot for my jays um meeting some some guys uh who who pioneered the game actually like uh scam if you recall a local graffiti artist who was actually who headed uh he headed livestock and he was uh, a big part of also the goodfoot days as well so um and then it just isn't until recently what i guess social media is that's the beautiful thing about social media is that um once people are on there and like-minded uh, heads uh, connect, the the dots seem to connect. So, um, yeah, I, I think. Uh, but it was uh, it was mostly a lot of influence for me from like family members and whatnot um, who would uh, inspire me to to get into sneakers and just collecting in general. I mean, I, I was always a a collector, so to speak, dating back to like like you know 
the hockey card days and baseball card days and then yeah. transitioning over to basketball in the early 90s with the skybox and hoops era you know so yeah. uh that's where the addiction basically began so yeah. Yeah, we can trace it. We could definitely trace it back. Most of us, I guess, what I was asking about the states is more more current day. Like, yeah, I'm sure you talk to a lot of people on social media, but do, mm-hmm. do you have like relationships with people? You know, in you know, I, I know I talk to some mostly people in the states, but there's a few people I talk to in in Europe regularly, uh-huh. and I consider them, you know, I consider them my at least my sneaker friends, if you want to use that as a category. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So sneakerheads basically become family shortly after because we do spend a lot of time actually speaking to them, getting to know them quite quite well. Uh, but uh, in terms of uh, yeah, I'm in several group chats with people overseas and um, and in the states, and uh, it's just uh, it's just uh, I don't know. I uh, it's tough. It's tough, I suppose. Uh, I'm 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 quite a busy guy. So uh, I have five kids. So it's it's tough finding the balance. But I I just I try to do I do what I can to maintain relationships in the states and whatnot and people overseas. Um, but they're more so on a on a friendlier just like a, a friendlier basis. It's not to like hit them up for plugs or anything like that. I'm just I I I'm just not that guy to like hit up people. I, I'm just more of like a getting to know you kind of guy and. Uh, just trying to be friendly. Yeah, cool. I yeah. You, you mentioned I wanted to talk about family. Of course, you you, you transitioned it for me. I wanted to ask <laughs> uh, a little bit about. I mean, you have five kids, so the the age range uh, must be must be at least somewhat significant. Um, maybe you could share that and, and talk to me about how 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 kind of your your family is involved in your sneaker life. I'm sure some kids are some kids are more into sneakers than others, right? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, so. The, the, my, my eldest kids, so the age ranges are um, 24 to 20 to 17, 15, and 10. So it went uh, girl, boy, girl, boy, girl. And yeah. um, it, was, it was pretty heavy at, in the beginning. So but my daughter was uh, born in 96. So I think it was a pretty significant year in, in uh, sneakers. It was the year the, uh, the Jordan 11s came out. So that was that was something when when she was born, and um, yeah, I would go heavy. I would go heavy with uh, buying sneakers for her, and I I still believe I have like ninety percent of the pairs that she actually wore. And needless to say, they've been handed down, and so they've they've patinaed and aged really well. Like uh, they were they were worn with love, by the nice. kids. But yeah, um, but it was just a, it's the first two for the most part, um, are into sneakers. Not as much as me, per se, but uh, they definitely uh, respect the um, design aspect. My eldest, uh, having gone to OCAD, she respects the design aspect of sneakers. So she's dabbled in a little bit of uh, customizing and just designing things uh, like uh, like the stickers and posters and whatnot uh, on her own. And my son, my son, he's more or less a car, uh, carbon cutout of myself. He just loves the way sneakers uh, make him feel and uh, putting fits together. So uh, I'd have to say he's been pretty lucky um, in regards to having to spend on sneakers because he doesn't really have to being uh, more or less the same size as me. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
and being the hoarder that I am and just being so nostalgic of all the stuff, I've more or less kept a lot of the things from back in the day. So he's, uh, he's had a pretty good time rummaging through my, my, my old stuff and just uh, bringing them back to life. And it, it just, it brings uh, a big smile on my face. And as for the other three, um, I always take care of them with my feet, but I don't pressure them to wear any specific brands and whatnot. I just, if they like something, it's, it's totally fine with me. I'll just let them be them. And as long as they wear their kicks, uh, that's, that's all that matters to me. If it functions for them, it works for them. I don't pressure them, but you know, I will, I will curate a few things, you know, <laughs> if I see their sizes and, uh, I will put them on ice and for a special occasion so that, uh, you know, when we all go out, we can kind of do a little matchy matchy kind of thing. Hey, that's your duty. That's your duty. I think <laughs> it's funny. You mentioned that, uh, by the way, OCAD, it's, it's a Toronto, um, art, uh, it's Ontario college of art and design, right? If people don't know, is, is the son you're talking about the one who, who, who's also a baller? Does he play basketball? Is that the, is that the, oh, yeah. yeah. So he must do the basketball shoes as well as the off court stuff. Yeah. A big yeah. time. Yeah. So I had the, uh, I had the uh, privilege of, um, coaching him um, from his elementary school days all the way up to high school. So yeah, basketball was a big part of it. And um, all, um, always looking out for the latest tech and um, the what was on court. Uh, we're always keeping an eye out for that. So it just kind of kept me in tune as to what's going on on, on the on the courts and what the kids like these days. So um, it, I'll needless to say, uh, it definitely is not um, and they don't look up to the guys that uh, I looked up to, and <laughs> it's yeah. the current guys, obviously, like the Kyrie's and the you know KDs, and the, and 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 they recognize Kobe more as a legend than than MJ is. So, and and I, I get it; it's a generational thing. So, and that's fair. Yeah, we have to accept it. My my son got his first pair of Kyrie's. I mentioned that the other week, and it was yeah. it was it was a little tough on me, but he loved them, and it made me made me <laughs> happy that he loved it. You know, uh, <laughs> you mentioned your daughter's art, and and I, I would I, it would be it would be a complete oversight to not talk about it more because because at least the local Toronto sneaker community and anyone who who follows you would know some of some of the amazing work I, I want to talk about just kicking a to after so we could save it there but um there's a couple pairs at least at least i've seen that are real special ones that she did there was the lance mountains and then there was um was it a jordan five what was the other yes, one the rap the raptor one right so the right. lance start with the lance or, or maybe i'm missing some so just quickly tell me about those two or, or if there's more oh for sure so uh Actually, the introduction to the Lance, uh, the first Lance Mountain she did uh, was for a Toronto legend. I got to shout him out. His name is uh, Harare Jasmaji, is, a.k.a. Buddha23 on uh, IG. Mm-hmm. So he was uh, a local uh, buyer for Nike, and um, he, he was basically responsible for what was uh, being stocked on the shelves here and was fortunate enough to... Uh, get a job in Beaverton at the headquarters. So shout out to him and congrats to him. But he um, he had an idea and uh, he he had the both the black and the uh, white Lance Mountain pairs of Jordans and he found out that she did a little bit of work. So uh, he she she was able to uh, 
had the opportunity to work on those. And uh, what, what his idea was, was he wanted uh, the black bear to remember to be Toronto based, basically so that he had something to remind him of home at all times. And with the white pair, he asked her just to do, you know, just to let her imagination run wild. So with the black pair, she put the, uh, she put the, the Nike headquarters that was formerly in, um, was it Concord or Markham there, the Markham headquarters? They had a home off the head office there. Sure. So she had put the building on the toe box of the one pair and on the other pair. So the year he was leaving was when, the Jordan store pop-up first came to Toronto and he was, uh, uh, had a huge part in that. So she put the 306 store on the other toe box. And so with the rest of it, she added hits of like Scarborough's hometown, uh, the Blue Jays, cause he was a big Blue Jay fan, as well as she did a city hall background and at the back heel. And on the other heel, she put the Toronto skyline and, um, if you can creep her page, man, if you can see them, she, she pretty much knocked those out of the park. But the uh, white pair was when she truly let her imagination take over. She did like a koi fish on one of them and then the dragon on the other. Oh, yeah. And, what, and then he always mentions it to me to this day. Whenever he goes out in them, he's been to sneaker events and he's actually entered because uh, he's entered like a just like kind of like a like a like a, a sneaker showdown uh, like a, they do a little runway and yeah. they just run their sneakers and uh he's, he's he's told me that on several occasions that he's he's taken the prize so uh i'm sure that was uh yeah, i meant a lot so uh amazing yeah. yeah people should definitely find them if they can't maybe maybe i can get you to send me them i could share them on uh, on the sneaker dad's ig if uh yeah. if not and then you know I, I remember that pair and i and i totally forgot about it i was thinking about your pair which is the yeah. supreme one right yeah so with that supreme pair i just uh i basically just i'm not a huge supreme guy or much of a hype guy and um because just just with prices and uh i i try to stay conservative in how much i pay in regards to shoes so i just thought it'd be fun that take a fun take on like adding a, a hype brand to a shoe and and noticing how you know they haven't really done a jordan one it's just it's something that the you know sneakerheads and hype beasts in general just pine for it just seemed like it's a natural collaboration to do a jordan one with supreme so just had a little fun take with those and uh she added some personal touches that uh from things that i like and um <clears throat> just homages to my city as well as the homage to the actual lance mountain uh design itself with the paint brushes or paint walls and or paint shoes not sneakers or something like that they say <laughs> yeah but she did a little homage to that on, on the back of those and uh yeah they're they're uh they're they're my prized possession because they're just uh they're just a one of one they come from uh my daughter on uh you know her first cust more or less her first real custom uh and an attempt on a sneaker and uh i just i wear them with pr with pride for sure Amazing. And then there's the Jordan 5s. I know you guys did a photo shoot at 306, which unfortunately is closing, but I, I yeah. think everyone everyone locally at least remember will remember those photos and, and those shoes. Are those yours as well, the 5s? Those are actually my brother's pair. So oh, it was, right. uh, yeah, so it was, it was funny. I have a younger brother as well who's just uh, equally as big a sneakerhead as I am. But uh, he... He had an idea that he had to turn. He has multiple pairs of the uh, fire red fives, so I think this one was from the counter. 
it was it was one of those pairs of fire red five and then so being huge raptor fans in the city and whenever the playoff the playoffs would come around we have high aspirations of winning the chips so he's always wanted a, a raptor uh, personalized shoe so but that actually was uh uh was a three-year project because she just kept sitting on them and she just got really busy with school and never really got around to it so it finally came to fruition perfect timing actually during our championship run and uh yeah it was uh it was it was fun to uh just just share them just share them with the world it was fun yeah they're another amazing pair and uh she does great work i i I, you mentioned it kind of twice, so I have to ask. And, and you said, you know, the sneaker kind of sneakers kind of ran, ran in the family when you were young, and your younger brother is mm. is is into sneakers too. So that was really kind of aside from you know maybe your parents letting you go shopping when you were a kid. It, it was part of part of your growing up. Like your 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 family embraced it. Was it basketball or was it just fashion or was no, it all of it? I think- yeah, I think it was just fashion. So we get a lot of that, uh, the, our shopping habits from uh, my parents. We, uh, like I said, we frequented to the States. Uh, it's really randomly too. And we'd have find every excuse just across the border. Uh, luckily, we have, we have family in Pennsylvania. So a lot of the shopping was actually done in Pennsylvania. And if you don't already know, they don't have any uh, tax on their, on, their, uh, on their necessities like food and clothing. So that was really big. And so Grove City was a major outlet that we'd hit up. And um, yeah, we got that from them. We were, um, I don't want to say that we were spoiled, but um, it was more or less, but we were, we, we were taught to always look for a deal though. That was the thing. So it, it would always be looking, rummaging through the clearance racks first and foremost. And I still kind of keep that habit to this day. Whenever I go somewhere, I'm always looking for a sale. Um, so uh, yeah, so that was that was it. And so um, and I do want to touch base on one thing when uh, in regards to the sneakers too. So my my brother at a, at a time at, in an early age as well, he was he uh, was diagnosed with uh, leukemia. So um, by that time we were more or less always already into sneakers. So he was he was sick in bed, and I just thought that. You know what would make him? What would make him just bring a smile to his face? You know he was going through chemo, just just having a rough go of it, and then uh, you know we went to the mall with my parents afterwards because it's just I guess it was just something that we got accustomed to just to kind of get our mind off things, and I came across a pair of the uh, the military fours, and I right away I just went went, went to my parents. And I was just like, I think, uh, you know, my brother would really appreciate these and I think it would make it bring a smile to his face. So, uh, yeah, we got him a pair of fours and that was always, and, you know, as, uh, as jealous of my, as I, you know, could have been to uh, want that pair for myself. I knew that uh, it would really uh, cheer him up. And uh, that's, uh, that's one pair too, that's uh, sentimental to him. And uh, it'll always be his number one pair of Jordans as well. So. Just thought I'd share that little tidbit with you. Yeah, it's great. I'm sure it's sentimental to you in a different way, but uh, yeah, those uh, those uh, those those type of memories uh, memories definitely last forever. We, we're talking about family, and and I, you know, I want to talk a little bit about what the last little while has been. You know, the last six months has been for for families. But one thing um, 
Uh, and uh, it is a family event, not only for the Toronto or local sneaker family that we have, but your family was actually involved. And, you know, I know your daughter was, was showing off her art and selling her art there and that, that you worked with her, I think, as well. It was just kicking it. And uh, people can check it out. Just J-U-S kicking it underscore T-O uh, yeah. event that you ran twice. The last one was last summer amazing i i displayed uh we had uh we, we had a table there and it was a, uh-huh. kind of a battle with um so i want you to talk a little bit about that because it was such an amazing event and, and it was so family friendly i had my whole family there what, what was sort of the like what, what kind of got you to do it was it was it to bring everyone together or was it was it more than that oh it was a it was a little combination of both yeah for sure so just um just uh, uh going back a bit you know there was obviously prior sneaker events uh, before just kicking it. And uh, I just found that um, whenever I'd go there, uh, it's, it's always a great time just to be around sneakers, obviously. But I always found it, um, I just found there was something missing and there was just a little bit more that we could kind of uh, bring and uh, open our eyes, yeah, open the, the next generation's eyes about the culture. So um, I decided, um, to try it to try to try my own uh, sneaker event my own take of it so the basis of it was to um the inspiration was uh, my daughter she was uh, definitely an inspiration behind it so because i saw how um her work um got some uh attention from uh from uh, guys like uh jazz from from nike and uh and just the attention on social media i thought that was uh pretty inspiring and uh and because i have just such a i have a passion for the the city in general um because we're i think we're more or less like a young kind of sneaker community uh, compared to like the new york's and the la's and uh and, and paris's and whatnot and chicago so um i thought i just uh, i want to let the city shine and i just know that there's a ton of talent in the city so I decided uh, that Just Kicking It would be kind of like a platform for just, you know, aspiring artists, aspiring uh, entrepreneurs, aspiring musicians. And and obviously it's a sneaker based because they all kind of tie in together as uh, to make one uh, entire culture. So that's how Just Kicking It was born. Um, The first one was... um, Aided, aided by Jalen, uh, uh, working at, uh, working and going to school at OCAD. So we decided to do something different and uh, introduce like the first outdoor event and uh, took chances that uh, with our fingers crossed that the weather would hold up and turnout was pretty decent uh, for our first event. It was uh, pretty memorable. Uh, had a few, uh, Yes, lots of highlights, lots of memories, and it, it wasn't until later that it sunk in that you know that the, what was possible and if if it would be a success if we, if we could move forward, and then so um, and the next year uh, after that preceding that we had won the championship, uh, the Raptors won the championship, so the next inspiration came from us winning that championship, and I've always envisioned. Um, what it would be like if uh, we we had a, a curation of like the craziest uh, sneaker collections in the city, and um, and what would that would be like? So in order to make that happen, I thought I'd just make a make it fun, 
but uh, but uh, make it friendly as well, and also to so so put up a little a little prize for the the best collection in the city, and I just knew that you know there's always there's 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 a, I've come across so many collectors in the city over the years that uh, this reminded me that you know there's just a lot of people that were like me they were just like hoarding stuff from back in the day and just had have accumulated just insane collections. And uh, social media brought that to life. There's people coming out of the woodworks that you just never realized that just have these insane collections. So I was I was hoping that you know a lot of them would come out. And and I think uh, I think uh, we got a pretty pretty good battle and a great turnout. Uh, like with yourself and Ahmad included with that crazy sick display of uh, Jordan ones, your theme there which is amazing. And thank you. I, I can't thank you guys enough for participating, but um, yeah, that was the whole foundation of it. So it, it uh, we tied in, we, we tried to tie in other elements of the culture. So there'd be people, you know, aspiring artists selling, selling their merch and there would be some musicians there trying to, you know, just get recognized for their music. So just kicking is basically just a platform for the, for, for the culture in our city. And so that's what I just thought. I just thought some of the other sneaker shows were kind of lacking because the focus was main, mostly about uh, selling and just basically, you know, every table having just like the hype of stuff and just kids running around, just focusing on like the dollar value of the sneakers as opposed to actually, you know, the love for sneakers. So that's yeah. more or less, yeah, that's more or I less just kicking it in that shop. Yeah. I couldn't agree more, you know, sneaker events, you can always see those hype tables with, people selling things and and even occasionally on display but yeah when whenever i went to soul exchange or anywhere there was always the you know the, the tables where people are displaying canada got soul guys i think uh i think uh the in kicks we trust crew had a table you you, you were, were you with them once there or, or i was just hanging there. out yeah was yeah, that with I, them or you yeah. had your own i was invited um it just uh we i had a i had a van full of like sneakers i was collaborating with uh, the homie jay steez and raul katkanda on ig and we were just going to go kind of off on just like more or less dunks we just wanted to like just have like a a, a cascading staircase of just dunks and by the time we got there we saw the space that we were giving we were given and unfortunately it just it wasn't it wasn't feasible uh so unfortunately a lot of those pairs well yeah 90 percent of the pairs had to stay in the vehicle uh which was unfortunate but uh but some some must have made it up because that is that not the event that your son's friend bought the pair off cud canda that i ended up with is that not the same soul exchange that we're talking about it must have been yeah that could wear that story yeah i have to tell that i have to tell that story you do have because to sell that story. I think it was Soul Exchange. <laughs> it must have been a Soul Exchange because I don't know what other event it would have been. You know, we've only had a couple sneaker cons and none of you guys have ever had a table there. No, no one I know. I mean, people have had tables, but uh, more kind of on the reselling, reseller tip. So it would have been that table you had with Cud Canada and Jay Steez. Yeah. Whatever pairs you guys had out. And then it was your son's best friend, right? He plays ball yeah. with him. I forget his name, but he He's has... Back. Thank you. So I found a pair in Kijiji. I never looked at Kijiji. It was goof, a pair of goofy boys. Mm-hmm. 
And I don't know why I was on Kijiji. I, occasionally I do, but it was a random look. I met him at my local ESO, which you and I met before well, I a couple of times yeah. for masks, which we'll talk about, or whatever else. But so I met him there, and and he asked a question that I always get: "Are you an OG?" And I always say, "Like she made a sneaker dad's T-shirt." No, I'm just an old guy. Yeah, I'm not. You're the old. G, you're an old G. I'm just an old guy. But I said, I said no, but I'm I'm involved in the community, so I know I know. Like, why are you asking me that? And he said, oh, because I know Flippin' Lace is his son, is my best friend. I ball with him. And I said, oh, yeah, of course I know Christian. Like, yeah, we're friends. He said, oh, well, he told me the story. He said, I bought these pairs, this pair of shoes off Cud Canada. I said, oh, I just played golf with him the other day. You were there, yeah. too. And at that time, yeah. I don't play golf, but I wanted to hang out with you guys. So I played golf that day. <laughs> and uh, so he bought the pairs, pair off Cud Canada for $50 mm-hmm. at that soul exchange. And one of the reasons and, and, uh, and, and the connections are what they are, like I explained. But the funny part was... I got a really good deal on him. And I was wondering why I got a good deal. He didn't know I knew you or anything. That wasn't the reason. The reason was because he got a, such a good deal off Raul back then. And yeah. so it came around. So, uh, so that's a, that's a long story, uh, no, but, but uh, a funny one. That's a beautiful the, thing. And uh, the way yeah, the world works. Yeah. I've done and Like he's, he's uh, actually helped me out on a lot of pairs and he's, he's one of the, he's one of the, I guess just hanging around, because I, I, I coached him in basketball and uh him growing up with my, you know growing up with my son and being his best friend he he respects the culture so yeah that that gives me total hope in in uh in the in the sneaker community right there that the, there's some there's some young ones who can you know who will honor honor things and it's really not about money it's just you know they know things will come back full circle and and uh, yeah, just pay it forward you got a, you got a good deal it's like you can bless the next guy with, with the same deal so it's great Love it. I feel I feel the same way. You know, mm-hmm. there's plenty of kids. You could call him kids. He he's basically a young adult. But, yeah. Uh, you know, some of the, some of them are younger than him. But uh, you know, who who understand and and uh, you know, even older people sometimes take some time to figure it all out. You know, they may get into it because of the hype, but then they realize that there's people and there's community and there's values in it and all that. So yeah, it was amazing to see and. And it was amazing to always have that that indirect connection. But back to just kicking it, I, I, I have to mention uh-huh. who else was in the event because because they're they're they're, they're they they did such a great job. And uh, our listeners, of course, w- would know who they are. So we had we had uh, Ahmad and I had the Jordan One table, and then yep. it was Uncle Sean Sneakers and Laced Heat. They had a they had a table, and their table was just just Ridiculous. wild, just <laughs> just like. Kind of like, kind of like what you have in your collection. I felt like, but but like different, like more maybe more runners than you. But it was just like way back, going back to like, oh yeah, what is that? What pack is that? What box yeah. is that? Just they had crazy stuff. And then, and then who else did we had? We had uh, who else did you have? You tell me. We had, yeah, so we had uh, we had Canada Got Soul, who never never fails when it comes to coming up with a kick ass display. Um, notorious for. Uh, for their displays, uh, insane as usual. Can't say enough about those guys. And there was another, um, there was another guy who I had never met, I had never known until until then. And his name was Chris Superkicks. So, I think, despite him not winning the event, he definitely had the most glamorous 
uh, <laughs> the, gla- the most glamorous way of the rarest things I I didn't actually would think I would see in person. So no. yeah. I can't thank him enough for coming up with that display. That was just insane, insane what he put through. But we'll, but you know what we're looking forward to was that that was not the criteria. It wasn't hype. It was, uh, it was, it was. You know, if you had a story to tell, uh, you, you know, the speaker should the, the sneaker should uh, tell a story and uh, describe you best. And um, the the person who ended up winning was Hardy Girl, which was she. Everyone knows her as an Air Max aficionado, so she just brought everything that she did, and you know that you can't say enough about what she did to it like there was no i've never seen anything like it with uh you know combining like a, a train set you know toys and it actually being functional with her favorite yeah. shoe on it like it just the creativity she just knocked it out of the park and um, yeah it won over it won over a lot of people regardless of what was in the room is just you know what this is this this speaks to speak this it spoke to a lot of people so, you know, yeah. I'll talk to her. Yeah. And I do yeah, want to. Party girl. Yeah. Go so ahead. I do want to mention. Yeah. So there was, they was, uh, for the winner for that event, there was a, uh, a replica Larry OB trophy um, being a, a championship theme of the event. And there was also a $1,000 prize, which uh, not enough people know, but she was kind enough to um, donate half of the winnings to the uh, just uh, the kickback, the kickback uh, crew who uh, in their own right are doing amazing things in the city with the youth in particular. Um, and so all in all, that was just a perfect way to cap off that event. I don't, I don't uh, shed enough light on that. And, uh, but you know, the, the generosity in uh, Hardy Girl's uh, heart, um, it's, she's, she's got a heart of gold and uh, just, I've got to tip my cap off to her and give her the love that she uh, deserves and recognition for sure. Yeah, and her partner, Crime Lazy Bones, obviously uh, contributed to that too. Yeah. And uh, and uh, yeah, it was a great event. I, I can't wait till the next one. Uh, you know, even my kids voted well if they if they could vote. But uh, I guess yeah. it was it was Shango and it was Jay from Time were the judges with you. Um, right. They liked they liked the. Hardy girls display more than uh, more than mine. Yeah. So, so yeah. when I heard that, I knew I knew it was over. But it was uh, <laughs> it was it was more for the fun in the community. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, when we talk about that, you know, the inspiration for that being your daughter. One thing that uh, everyone who knows you or was paying attention to you knows what's been happening in the last six months is your family has actually kind of come together mm-hmm. uh, to to. Uh, I guess it's not only masks. Did it start off with making masks or, or was it something? I, I think it was right. And then, hmm. and since you guys are doing a little bit more kind of accessories and uh, it was masks, right? Yeah. So it was masks. So uh, my wife has the capability of, of sewing. And so uh, it first started out just, you know, uh, making masks for everyone's safety uh, in our family and our, our relatives. So we started, uh, you know, busting some out. Uh, went to Fabricland, started uh, creating them. And then uh, it was funny because at the time, my daughter, 
uh, had these uh, has has them still uh, these stickers of, of illustrations of sneakers uh, of stickers and um, my son actually thought it would be fun to just have one on one of his masks so uh, you know a, a light bulb kind of uh, uh, you know, imaginary light bulb came up on my uh, on my head and uh, he, he got a pretty good response from it uh, from his friends saying that they wanted one so I thought you know what um, why don't we, uh, why don't we see what the interest is like, you know, we want to keep people safe and, you know, during the tough times, just, uh, keep it, you know, have something fun, make, make some fun out of it. So, uh, the, the, the sneaker prints ended up going on masks and, um, you know, the response was really good. And so we decided that, you know, for every, for every amount, a certain amount that we, we, uh, sell, that we would donate one to uh, a local uh, community place that uh, was in need. So we decided on a, uh, a Tony Stacy Center in uh, Scarborough. It's a uh, an old folks home basically, and we, you know, knowing that the uh, the elderly were at high risk of uh, uh, contacting COVID, that uh, it was just a it was just a no brainer to uh, donate the mask to them. So um, yeah, a lot of uh, after after work, after my 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 uh, wife was done work, we would uh, meet the family would get together and uh, we would start uh, prepping and and cutting all the materials and and all, all the things that are needed for the masks, and uh, it was actually a fantastic bonding time and um, we couldn't have got through. Uh, it just made it just made uh, getting through those tough times. A lot easier and uh it was uh looking back now it's like uh, you know we're always on the go as a family so it was it was it was a blessing that you know you get to learn a little bit more about your kids and you know we we would uh fool around and um you know everyone would just share the uh share the aux cord like the kids say these days and play <laughs> play their music and so it, it told a lot about you know a lot about them and we got to know them a little bit more and what their interests were and uh it was just invaluable invaluable time making them with those kids so um, yeah it would it basically go from after dinner to to midnight and that went on for uh quite a few months because uh you know the support in the the community and its family members was uh incredible uh just want to shout them out and in particular you yourself uh you you are, uh, you, you are hands down our number one customer, John. <laughs> we can't thank you enough. You, you just... They're amazing masks. Like, oh, not, not, just, not just for being, like, the least important thing is that they're cool, obviously, uh-huh. but they're, they're great quality. They're durable. They're convenient. You know, you can... There's different kinds. And, and, mm-hmm. But, you know, the other thing I wanted to ask you about, and, and it's amazing to hear that you guys bonded over it because we all had that experience where we were at home, stuck, and finding things to do. And you guys were doing something not only creative, but useful for the community, not only the community that you were you were distributing the mask to, but the community that needed the mask that you were giving it to. But you guys, it was so quick. It was early on where people kind of really couldn't even get the masks masks that they wanted yeah. in some respect like it was kind of in that stage where you couldn't like masks it was like where do i get a mask yeah you know <laughs> and i was getting you know it wasn't easy at then you had probably a huge huge rush of people bothering you but it was like 
I got a mask with a sneaker on it. So people don't even, some people are still looking for a mask. It was, it was wild. Did you feel that kind of pressure or the rush or the, the need? Like we, you, you know, you were serving the community, right? It, it wasn't about sneakers, right? Oh, no, no. At that point it wasn't, but uh, yes, there was, yeah, for sure. There was, there, there was a bit, there was a bit of pressure. Um, you know, it got to the point where, um, you know, some of my kids, uh, they, they, they were pressed into learning how to sew and just doing things out of their comfort zone and uh, making the time because of the demand. And um, I just, I just, we, we, I guess we just, we just embraced it. We embraced it, but we always kept in mind, you know, the goal was to, you know, the more we make, the more we give back because it's, it, it was, it was never, it was never about, you know, how much money we were going to get out of this. It was just, it was just, about how how we can give back and and that just this has made this uh you know sleeping at night a lot easier and i just i don't know i'm just i'm just overwhelmed and i can't thank the community enough for uh, the amount of support we've gotten it's just i just want to thank everyone from the bottom of our hearts like sincerely it just meant everything well thank you too because it's 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 invaluable to you know I gave mine, I gave to my family, but I also gave to my wife who works at a hospital. She distributed some to her coworkers, you know, because some of them had to take transit or, or, you know, they have places where they don't wear the medical masks. They have normal lives too. And uh, it's nice to, you know, reward someone with something that's not just a, uh, a paper or whatever blue mask and, and make them feel a little bit uh, special. So, you know, you, you you know, obviously having something a creative outlet. You obviously have creative parts of your you know, your family's a creative family in some respects, uh, maybe many respects. But um, you know, I'm just wondering in the last six months since we've been the, through this, um, has your perspective on sort of parenting? I know it's a it's a loaded question. Perspective yeah. on parents and family i know mine has i'll I'll share how how i feel i think i might have already spoken about this when i when i spoke uh uh, on our first my first episode but kind of you know prioritizing you know my kids happiness and their mental health and Mm -hmm. and then them doing what they want in life they're they're young they're not as old as most of your kids i have a 12 year old and an eight year old but you know and, and maybe it'll change as hopefully the world gets back to normal soon but i think my perspective has changed about where I really just want them to be happy and do something that they find fulfilling and maybe not find the, follow the traditional, traditional courses. If they don't want to, that maybe, maybe our parents thought we needed to, uh, to be successful. It doesn't have to be that. I just, if your perspective has changed at all or, or is it just kind of helped you realize what's important maybe? Oh, a hundred percent. Um, yeah, definitely the perspective has has changed. Uh, the uh, getting to know them, getting to know what their interests are, um, has and just overall as a parent, you can't help but be concerned just during these times about their future because uh, yeah, we're just living in some uh, some crazy times right now. So and there and this is you know essentially what I believe is. Um, our generation's mess that we've left for these these kids but uh, I have I have I have hope I have hope for them in general just the youth in general uh, because this is um, they're they're just 
to live in a time like this, I can't imagine. I just like as as a kid because my upbringing was so different uh, as a child. So the the amount of adversity that they've they they see and just like the nastiness that they see, and just having to you know having to come up with ways to uh, adapt and cope. It's just it's unprecedented these times. So, uh, but I I think there's I have a lot of hope in them. I have a lot of hope in them. Um, just just because uh, of uh, their ability to create, um, their their minds their minds are just way ahead of uh, you know. Like for example, you know, at at seventeen, where my daughter is, like she's ten times smarter than I am right now. <laughs> you know, the, just just the, the their ability to absorb, just just they basically live life in a bubble, and their faces have been you know in front of screens like most of their lives. But so just their ability to um, take information on and process it, just and then try to come up with solutions. They just come up with them a lot faster. So that that that's just in a, in a nutshell that, that I I think there's hope um, in future generations. I think we're we're seeing it now uh, more through social media and stuff as well as as to what young people are doing to uh, you know to to fight for what they believe and uh, and overall going back to the the sneakers um, you know as much as I love them and I have a passion for them I I have a different take on them as well and how how uh how they can actually help my family financially so you know i've had to uh, uh take the take the time to go over the collection and just just see what's uh what's more important is, is these shoes sitting or you know is could i could these could this uh these sneakers just be put towards um their future so to speak so um you know and uh definitely it will help uh, getting into through uh, their education. Um, and that's, I guess that's, that's a beautiful thing about it too. I guess in hindsight, it's like uh, these collections that, you know, us sneakerheads have amassed. It's like, if it was a rainy day or, you know, you, um, you want to go somewhere, you have plans, you want to do something. It's like, you can always kind of sell our pairs to, mm. to make something happen. Um, I've, I've, always uh, had the luxury of falling back on it like when you know the kids college tuition's coming up it's like well I guess it's that time to do a little purge you know the kid they need a they need a macbook it's like well I guess that's a couple pairs right there so uh it's been a blessing in disguise I suppose to (laughs) to have sneakers uh to kind of uh sit back on and uh use at our dispense when we need to for sure I think the sort of eruption of popularity sneakers and, and prices that have gone with it you know uh, will save your your views of the the market and hype and things like that maybe for another time but you know it definitely it definitely can have a benefit to 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 uh to families and things like that and, and i really agree with you about you know the kids and the, the their futures you know even the last six months aside you know, there's there's a lot more. Uh, you know, we lived in a different time. We had to look up things in books and things like that. But there's a lot of other challenges that we never had to experience when we were kids. And I think I think this generation's going to be really really strong and and uh, and uh, well equipped in the future. Yeah. I'm going to lighten it up before I let you go because uh, we yeah. got pretty serious there. I want to yeah. ask you quickly: 
who helps with the photos? Okay, I know you're not using a tripod. <laughs> you getting your kids involved? Who's doing that? You getting the homies? Homies? Who's taking those pictures when you're up on the skate ramp or wherever you were this week? <laughs> okay, well, you know what? I'll, you don't I'll have be... to let out all the secrets. No, no, no. Are I'm you getting help? Glad. Are you getting help? No, you know what? With with it with with uh, with Instagram, I I've come to appreciate just photos in general just photography in general it's it's definitely an art form and uh i love it and uh but earlier on i have to admit earlier on it was definitely the kids um it would just like i would do a little rotation of the kids when they're around <laughs> whatever i'm wearing i'd just be like hey do you mind snapping a little pic for daddy for the gram and they're just you know after uh at first of course they were just like excited to you know just to have my phone and uh to do that but uh, when the request became a little too frequent, <laughs> I'd have to be like trying to rotate the who's going to do it. So that's why you got... have five kids, I guess. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> to, they just roll their eyes and just like, you know what, man? Uh, so I, I had to like, I had to invest in a tripod. Yeah. And so that's, that's been the tip. So the last few years it's been tripod and then, um, homies from the gram just giving me little tips on what they do and um trying to t just trying to help me uh take my photos to another level i suppose but uh the tripod and um i'm gonna i honestly use snapseed if you guys don't have snapseed like that's that's the ish for me like i can spend forever and a day just fooling around with editing photos on there and uh you know my my feed is basically the last year or two is just up on Snapseed. If you've just seen a slight uptick on quality of it, or just or, you know artistry in it, if you want to call it that, it's just. But basically, I'm just I have fun with it. Yeah, I've so, noticed it. I've noticed what you're talking about in terms of the artistry. But I also hmm. wanted to ask you because for people trying to mix it up, I'm in a I'm in a phase now when I'm in one of those just. I'm documenting my sneakers. I'm not doing anything creative, yeah. but I, I was in a phase where I was doing creative and I want to know what, what's your advice to people who want to mix it up and keep it fresh. Cause you, you really do like you have these settings that are, you know, they're not necessarily complicated. Maybe you have an eye, maybe you, you take a note, you write it down you say, Hey, that's a good spot. I'll come back here. Or you just walk out of your house and, and find it. Like what's your advice for people kind of who want to keep it fresh and keep it different and kind of stand out because, you know, it's really hard these days to stand out on Instagram and, you know, whether you're doing it for yourself or, or what you, you want to be different, right? Oh yeah. That's, that, that's, that's for sure. Yeah. So, oh, you know, there's always a mental note in your head whenever you're driving or you're passing by somewhere. Um, so you just kind of keep those mental notes as to cool backgrounds and you just, you just got to experiment. So you just, um, finding angles, certain angles too. lighting is what lighting and weather is always important too. I found that, you know, the sun affects shoes, uh, white, white pairs of shoes. If for me personally, I always get that glare whenever there's a white shoe or my laces are white. And so if weather, depending where the sun is facing, it really affects the picture. That's just a, you know, a little tip. Um, and in terms of, yeah, sometimes it's a lot of, it's just, sometimes it's just luck personally. Sometimes I'm somewhere where I'd at least expect to, uh, to take a pick and I'm just like behind the building and, you know, half, that's half the thing too, is having the courage to just go into certain areas of places where, you know, you, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of 
a, it's not really a normal thing to, to take pictures of your sneakers <laughs> to a lot of people, right? And it's like, it can be seen as weird, but you kind of just have, kind of have the courage to just be like up in a random place and just taking that shot really quick. So, and uh, my tip is, it's not necessarily timers. It's uh, if you have a watch that connects to your phone where you yep. can see where you're, where you're positioned, tripods and uh what was the last thing and just having a voice command but uh you just have to kind of be careful uh with the voice command because uh one time i was in uh i was in the scarborough town center at the mall and one of my commands for my to take a picture is shoot so (laughs) so shoot 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 where (laughs) this kind of made me sound like a lunatic or if i was gonna pull out you know Maybe people might have thought I was gonna pull out something out of my uh, some kind of weapon or something stupid. <laughs> Sneakerhead problems. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Today I was taking a picture. I was just we went for a walk and uh, I took a picture. My my son's like, Dad, what are you doing? What are yeah. you doing, Dad? And then he's like, yeah. Oh, he just he didn't even have to answer. And the funny thing I do with my daughter is she's just like, Oh, because she's twelve. She just like rolls her eyes at me. Yeah, I don't I don't tell her what I'm shooting, what I'm doing. I just take it and then just when she's not looking like i just stick my phone in her face with the with the sneaker photo and she's like oh like you got me like you know that kind of like <laughs> prank where you yeah. just, like, make someone look and she's like oh it's like on the daily i do that one <laughs> okay yeah. last thing i want to ask you about uh is uh food you your your instagram i know it's not equally about food but sometimes i feel like it's at least equally about food as sneakers <laughs> it's killing kills us people are trying to watch their weight but uh you know <laughs> you just it's a passion for you it's a it obviously i mean you love sharing yeah. I, I, i'm relentless when it comes to food i'm terrible like i i i don't eat very well i'm not gonna lie right now i i, I eat whatever and whenever it's there's no time frame for me um i've been i've been blessed uh to have a pretty quick uh pretty good metabolism so i've more or less been the same weight since high school and I eat more than a lot the average person I'm not gonna lie but yeah so with my Instagram feed it's like I didn't want it just to be a uh, a sneaker completely a sneaker dedicated uh page so just want to share a little bit about just little things about me like a little bit of my family and as well as food and um not gonna lie so it stems from when I was young uh my dad owned my dad owned a, a fast food restaurant in the mall uh, one of those japanese ones that uh, they, they just they just slice up stuff on the grill and whatever and just cook them up it was called made in japan at the time but um growing up uh food is a big thing for the filipino culture and um but we would actually eat out a lot as well so i've i growing up in such a multicultural city um it would just be trying every different culture so we just got to uh appreciate the different cultures and um uh so basically too um being on the go with the kids as well um with their respective sports that they play and their extracurricular activities uh there was no there's not always time to to cook so you might see a lot of the go-to spots that i go to and every time there's a new spot i, I just love to share and uh my food and um 
I'm sorry, but not really sorry <laughs> for sure. <laughs> no, it's amazing. And the family puts up with you, bust out the phone at dinner, and you're, you know, you're at a family dinners, whatever, how many people you just have your phone and you stick it. I saw the other night, you, you like stuck it in everyone's plate, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you like showed the whole table. People yeah. putting up with you. They're just, they're just like, okay. Uh, yeah, they put up with it. They put up with it. But, you know, uh, you know, it's uh, the, a few that'll catch on like my eldest daughter she she shares her she shares her food daily as well and uh she definitely eats uh really well and uh puts and she she puts some art to it so i appreciate that and, and you know just be actually i'm in the so i'm in the hospitality industry so i work in a hotel so if i've done it for over 25 years so um i've never had to make a a, a plate of i never had to bring lunch to work it's constant constant food always eating but I'm always on the go so uh, maybe that that helps with you know how I sort of stay in shape because I'm more or less on my feet and just on the go but and I just eat I just eat and uh, try not to think about it just eat <laughs> so that's sort of natural if that's what you're doing at work and it's part of yeah. your, your upbringing and it's part yeah. of your family now you guys like to go out and eat that's that explains it and, and and it seems like now you know not that that's why you're doing it you do it because you love it but it seems like even now you know you know you, you you do things you someone might send you something and say and you say oh check this out check out this place and like it's it's, it's part of the same kind of thing that people that's people it. do with fashion and sneakers right yeah, for sure. That's just it. I mean, so like, especially during these times too, there's a, just a lot of uh, uh, privately owned businesses that are, you know, they've, they've felt the, they felt the hit of COVID. So anything to support the locals for sure. And like I said, love my city, love how multicultural it is. And I just, uh, you know, wanted to, well, I just want to share just to make sure people are uh, getting out there again. Uh, getting a taste of everyone's culture because I just think it helps to, you know, get to understand everyone else's culture just because, so, you know, we're just, we're actually a lot more similar than everyone thinks. And um, that's just it, man. For sure. Well, uh, I know, I know uh, I appreciate everything you do and everything I see on your feed, but also our friendship and, and everything we've uh, been able to, to share over the years and uh, encourage everyone who doesn't follow you. I don't know if anyone listening uh, could possibly not follow you, but for those people who don't, it's flipping laces on Instagram. Christian, I can't thank you enough for being part of this. Always great to talk to you. And uh, yeah, uh, I know we can, we can, we could probably do this for another hour, but uh, uh, plus uh, I'll, I'll give you a break. I know, uh, I know this, uh, you know, I had to twist your arm a little bit, but I'm really thankful that you did it. So uh, uh, it, it was awesome. No, John, it's been, it's been a pleasure and congrats on doing this. Here's to many more episodes. Uh, I love, I love the whole style of what you're doing it because you know, it's a lot of, a lot of it's about stories too. It's a lot of it's about stories and uh and uh, the hist everyone's history, and uh, it's just uh, it's refreshing to hear. And uh, kudos to you for doing this. And here's to many more episodes, John. Thank you so much. We'll uh, be back soon again. This is uh, John Ratner and Christian Gubatan on uh, Sneaker Dads, the podcast. We'll uh, hear you next week. Thanks so much for listening. Peace.